Yes, that the that whole interaction that part does not age well. I will say that. <laughs> and it was it was it was very uh, surprisingly grody for a uh, a children's show. Welcome to Repeatable, the podcast where we check out something old and decide if it's worth coming back to. Our first topic is a biggie, and will take up the entirety of the first season of the show, the 90s X-Men cartoon. You may have watched it growing up like we did, and now we're traveling back in time to revisit the highs and lows of this classic and superhero animation. Is this show worth hitting repeat? Let's find out. Oh, repeatable, repeatable, repeatable. <laughs> how, are you, how are you today, Seth? I'm doing pretty good. How about you, Matt? You know what? I'm doing pretty good. I was actually uh, just typing something out, and I said your name, and then I just wrote the word Seth. So uh, that didn't belong where it's, uh, it shouldn't belong there. But I wanted to see what the first title, because I know what we're, we're doing the show about the first X-Men thing. I have a big synopsis, made all these points, and then now I don't want to screw up the name of the first episode. No, I think, it's, is it the Night of the Sentinels? Uh, it is... Let me Something of the Sentinels. The Night of the Sentinels, part one <laughs> and two. So this is a, a two-parter, which, again, I think I mentioned on the previous thing we recorded that uh, there's a surprising number of part one, part twos, and even threes and fours. For people who are, who are listening to this who may not have uh, seen it, do you want me just to start off with like a, a, a plot synopsis so that way, if they didn't watch it recently, that way they can kind of jar their memory as to what happened? Yeah, sure. I, I would imagine most people listening to this probably will not have had a chance to go back to it yet. This is our, our first foray, first episode. So, uh, yeah, I think the majority of people probably haven't had the pleasure yet. Although, I would say if uh, if you wanted to just hit pause on us, if you've downloaded this episode and gotten this far, hit, hit pause and maybe go check out the episode and then come back later. But, Matt, yeah, why don't you tell us what, what happened in this uh, two-parter. Previously on X-Men. I'm trying to keep this brief. I had a lot of notes, so I'm trying to keep this brief, but it might be a little bit longer because it's a two-parter. So we start off, we meet Jubilation Lee, otherwise known as Jubilee, at her foster parents' home, and she discovers, I should say, that they have registered her as a mutant. Uh, She runs away to the mall to play at the arcade when Sentinels show up to her house to steal her, but thankfully she isn't there. The Sentinels then go to the mall to grab her. We meet Storm, Rogue, Gambit, and Cyclops, who save her and bring her back to the mansion. At the mansion, we meet Morph, Wolverine, Jean, and Professor X. Jubilee eventually runs away and gets caught by Sentinels, and the X-Men plan to break into a facility, realizing that the robot that went to steal Jubilee uh, got the information from the mutant registration. Uh, the break-in goes pretty good. Uh, they fight off some people and destroy the files, but get overwhelmed by sentinels on the way out. Morph dies off-screen, and we see several reactions to the death. There's follow because of this. You see rifts between Cyclops and Wolverine as Morph is dead, and they left Beast behind to be taken as a prisoner. During this time, we see the corporation... 
Uh, with the Sentinels, they're evil. The guy wears sunglasses even inside. And we see the President of the United States conflicted on this issue throughout these two episodes. The X-Men eventually damage the Sentinels and they follow it to its main compound and destroy the rest of the robots there. Thankfully, that's where Jubilee is. Uh, and then Jubilee leaves her foster parents and goes to the X-Mansion. Uh, at the expansion, it also shows that Cyclops is wrestling with his choices, wondering if he did the right thing to leave Beast and Morph behind. Uh, so yeah, what, what, what's your plan for uh, attacking this first episode? Or are we just going to attack both at the same time? I think we'll just do it at the same time. I feel like uh, right with uh, how it was edited, the start of the second episode is literally just the final few minutes of the first episode, right? So it's not even like they did a few times where like it went to commercial break and they have the same scene with different voice, uh, different uh, lines of dialogue. It wasn't even that. It just so that shows me that they kind of planned it to be one. Yeah, kind of an obvious pilot episode which you know two-parter pilot episode so gives everybody a chance to get uh, immersed in the world and get in a, a, a nice meaty story for the story itself i guess let's just start off with that did you do you think that it held up uh, do you think that the story itself is still something that is uh, good to watch these many years later yes surprisingly started off slow i think I was hesitant a little bit, but yeah, I definitely quickly got into the story, and I I thought it it holds up surprisingly well, um, especially as we go on and uh, just a, a not even a spoiler, but just to say that I actually have watched the next episode too uh, after these two, and it just gets better and better. So um, yeah, I definitely think that so far. This, this podcast is not ending abruptly uh, on a, <laughs> a low note. I think I think this show seems like it's it's solid. I think I I enjoyed it. So there's some there are some issues here and there that I've I've written. Not even issues, but just like nitpicks is mostly what I come down to. But yeah, I I enjoyed it. Well, I have to remind myself sometimes that like it is a '90s show, right? So like, well, I appreciate like the dark themes is trying to do and it, it has some heavy questions uh throughout it it also is like mirrored with this like puns and stuff like that right so it's trying to remember that there is that balance of it is what it was a 90s show for kids but i felt they did a really good job of not shying away from the issues that and from uh the and the setting a good tone uh for the for the rest of it yeah, well, let's talk about that too. I guess, like, uh, when it comes to like the style and the tone and all that stuff, um, is there anything that really stood out for you with these two parts? It's surprisingly dark, like you said. Morph gets killed. We find out in the second episode, um, or at least, or does he? Dun dun dun. dun, dun, dun. Spoiler alert! From purely memory, he does not. He comes. Back. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, yeah, that was another, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get into that more later, but yeah, I just remember, uh, I, I don't remember the order in which I saw these episodes, obviously, but I know that Morph comes back, and it's just, it's kind of, not, not blowing my mind, that's, that's blowing out of proportion a little bit, but I'm, a, I'm, uh, shocked at how much they're able to, uh, or they've been able to keep the story flowing over the course of the season. Like I said, Morph eventually does come back, and that's a big reveal. 
And Beast is... I don't know if you mentioned it, but Beast goes to gets captured, and you did. You mentioned it. Beast gets captured, and there you've got him in jail. And then I know that storyline continues later on in different episodes. So, uh, yeah, a lot darker than I was expecting it to be. Now, one thing that I did like uh, when it comes to uh, music and stuff in the episode, I know it's kind of a weird place to put it, but I'm not sure where I will fit it into this uh, conversation. So I just wanted to uh, mention it now that one thing I did notice was uh, um, they did, there was a good use of like strings and like uh, music throughout it. One thing that happened is when they were uh, battling the Sentinels. They had the X-Men theme music start, but when they started to lose... The music was muted out, and it was a lot sadder. And then the X Men theme just vanished as it was appeared that uh, they were going to lose that fight. And then at the end of the second episode, when they were winning, uh, it started to play that music again. But this time, the music was a uh, full X Men theme as they were doing it. So I, I like that little thing that they as they were losing, they had kind of like a muted version of their theme. Yeah, uh, I did a little bit of uh, poking around on Wikipedia over this first pilot episode, and they had they had a bunch of like issues come up um, here and there. So like uh, the uh, stuff like the animation company overseas that they sent it to was just not up to snuff. Uh, I, I think they ended up sticking with the same company, but it looked like they were gonna. That company was going to finish off this first pilot episode, and then they were going to just completely go with somebody different just because of delays and so many, like, continuity... Not continuity errors. Like, I think, like, animation errors. Like, I, th- I was talking about last week, like, just color shifting between... Suddenly, Wolverine's costume has a brown spot in the middle of the forehead instead of a, a black or blue. I can't remember what it is. but in, Or, like, somebody's coat is, like a skin tone or vice versa stuff like that so there was just a lot of issues that i think they were going to uh go with somebody else i did notice uh when it comes to uh consistency there was uh two times where gambit had normal eyes and that <laughs> and that man, that startled me a little bit because you're used to these little black eyes with like the red pupils and there's like two times where he would go by and he just had this regular normal human eyes and I oh, really? I said I yeah that. yeah and that, that was uh it jarred me a little bit that that happened so what color were his eyes they were just white and looks like kind of like a brown color pupil like it just looked, it just looked like just a normal person walking by it was uh during their battles that they were having with the sentinels as they were trying to escape the facility i, I did not notice that i did notice i like in the beginning uh, <laughs> i found it funny that powers and everything are going to be all out of whack and i, I enjoyed saber just like Superman lifting a car and checking <laughs> it like a mile over buildings and stuff is like, oh, yep. okay. Yeah, I, I do like the fact, too, that it's established um, the optimism of the 90s and the fact that without any big fanfare or anything around it, it just said, hey, this is our woman president. We yeah. like Here we yeah, are, yeah, right? Tw- 2022, and still there's not near that stage quite yet in America. Yeah, I have that in my notes somewhere. Lady president? Question mark. Good on good on the creators. Exactly. Now, um 
is there like when it comes to these episodes here now one thing i'm noticing as i'm talking to you is i i have like some like point notes on here but i'm starting to remember stuff from the episode as we're chatting that wasn't on my notes that i want that so it might just be sort of like a hodgepodge of me just throwing stuff out there some uh some verbal diarrhea coming out but uh what what were some of the best moments and some of the worst moments of that episode for you sir i don't know which one this which category this fits into but i do notice like they just they just went right away into the uh Everybody hates mutants storyline. It just like immediately starting <laughs> off with uh, with mom and dad exposition. Uh, I, I enjoyed <laughs> that little intro of uh, you know turns out the foster parents, but just like uh, just immediately uh, story story plots dropping from their conversation. Um, so I guess that was part of the probably one of the weaker elements. I th- I feel like the stories. Storytelling is going to get a little bit better as it goes along, but it's the first episode. You have to get the story out somehow. There's some stuff in there that I found funny that were meant to be funny, for sure. And some stuff that I uh, that I found funny that I'm not sure was the intention uh, to be funny. Um, just, I don't know, the thought of like just seeing her at the arcade playing a game while the tears are scrolling down her face. I found that funny for some reason, just the, the visual of it, like I just, just winning at an arcade game, but at the same time crying at the same time. I thought that was uh, humorous. My favorite part in the whole entire episode is after she escapes uh, the the X-Mansion thing, and she goes uh, to go back to her parents' house. Which, by the way, she went to escape the first time. They went on Red Alert. And then they found her, and then she managed to escape silently the second time, so good on her. Um, but as she's going back to her family, she goes and she's walking down, and all of a sudden, as she walks by, you see a sentinel <laughs> who was pressed against a wall of a, build- <laughs> of a building, and he just pops his head out and looks back at her. And it's not like she was walking and the sentinel was behind her. Like, she had to have clearly seen him down the alley <laughs> pressed against the building just popping out and looking i had to pause the show because i just was laughing for <laughs> a good few minutes at the uh absurdity of that moment again it probably wasn't meant to be like a uh to be funny but i found that to be the for in my mind the best part of the entire episode because that's how I, hard i laughed i think it'd be even better if the sentinel had been like in a trench coat and fedora and <laughs> fake mustache like a like a like a a, a pile of like used cigarettes just uh, down by his foot there as he's staking out and waiting for the uh... but anyway it was it was a weird like i said when i talk, i started talking at the beginning there is like it's, it's weird in the sense that they have like this a theme of like we don't want these mutants um like are we want them to be uh, under control because of all this stuff um and at the same time like they're just throwing out puns and jokes left right and center when uh the sentinel goes to cyclops and it's like do you surrender and he goes of course not and then he takes <laughs> off his glasses right like uh at the, when they're at the uh, training facility and jubilee first goes in there and she hits wolverine off of uh gambit and then everyone walks in they're like is uh is the girl okay and wolverine goes yeah for now like i, I loved yeah. it i i like i said it was great i had a good uh like a lot of laughs but it's just it's a weird like from a tone style that it's just it jumps from these jokes that do make me chuckle and then you're like 
whole. Like this is like man, in like in ten minutes, Morph is gonna die, right? Like it's yeah. it's just it's it's a big back and forth of uh, of emotions as you go through. Had enough Cajun? Just say Uncle. Yeah, sometimes there's just a little bit of that, um, a little bit of bad writing uh, on some parts, but as a whole, the show came off really well. One thing I noticed, I, I, I'm looking at my notes too. I just sent you a picture in the chat. Uh, this this I just found very funny is one of the posters on Jubilee's wall. It's like a cross between uh, Bart Simpson and Strong Bad. Uh, oh yeah, that's <laughs> that's uh. It I looks just, like Homer's I found that poster very funny. I had I I it went by so briefly, but I had to skim back and and see what the background artist thought a teenage girl would have as a poster <laughs> for a character on their wall. Apparently, this is it. And apparently, what? Jubilee's costume—just a regular, uh, just a regular clothes. Jubilee sometimes she—I found I don't have any like examples here, but there's a few times I found like, man, you're like you're needlessly snarky to some people who are very kind to you during this time. Like, like I'm not sure if that if that's going to be a, a character trait that continues. But she was like very like attitude and snarky to stuff. I'm like, these people literally just saved your life, your life, like. 20 minutes ago at a mall yeah. where a giant robot was trying to kill you. Yeah. Or like save my life. What are you? Get away from me. Ew. And then running away. Um, oh, I kind of glazed by it, but the uh, just a little bit of suspension of disbelief with these sentinels to walk around. Um, <laughs> just the fact <laughs> that this, this giant or these large pieces of technology exist in this world is very, uh, um, you, you really need to, like I said, suspension of disbelief to accept that. Well, and they're so quiet that they can tiptoe up to a suburban home and <laughs> rip out a piece of the wall, and downstairs the, the foster mother can just go, Jubilee? <laughs> Jubilee, is that you? Oh yeah, yeah. They don't hear the. Uh, <laughs> I guess. I guess they. The, I guess were they. She heard something and she went up to investigate it. But I feel like, like a, a demolition style uh, of a of a giant hand going through a wall would shake the house. You'd be a little bit more concerned going up. I I do like that. Uh, there's a few times uh, in the episodes where it does show that these heroes are awesome. But they also don't win everything. Like in the first few minutes, like if it wasn't for Jubilee, Gambit was probably going to get crushed in a display car at the mall, and then they lose that fight at the uh, with the Sentinels uh, at the the end. Uh, well, I guess the beginning of the second episode. I, I just like from like a storytelling standpoint to show you that uh, from the get go is that yeah, these are the heroes. These are great people, but. Uh, they're not always going to save the day or win, right? I thought it was a good, at least a good tone to set for the rest of the uh, episodes. I got a few more notes just on, 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 uh, on like you said, a hodgepodge of things. Oh, I, I, you know what I said? I had kind of a format we wanted to go with, but I, this just, let's just chit chat about this now because now we're just uh, branching off into many different directions, and yeah, <laughs> let's, I, I like let's just how, talk about this episode. I like how the X Men. Go out to the mall, and you know Storm and Rogue. They they put on some some fancy you know '90s clothing, probably a little bit dated. 
Gambit's just trucking up there in his like uh, this like scuba diver suit, going in and buying a deck of cards. Like, does is is that? Are we to believe that that's his casual wear, uh, just going to the mall, or is that, is that a costume or not? What is that, Gambit? I do appreciate that. Even as the mall was falling apart, he just—you could tell—it pained him to stop flirting with that woman. Oh, <laughs> he did yes. not. He did not. He did not want to go away from that situation. Yes, that the that whole interaction—that part does not age well. I will say that. <laughs> and it was, it was, it was very uh, surprisingly grody for a uh, a children's show. Again, I liked the 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 boldness of being able to uh, say, like, here's this morph character. It's like, oh, here's someone that you might not necessarily recognize. Or I'm not even sure. Again, I don't know much of the lore. I'm not sure how back morph goes, if he was a creator for the show, if he has a uh, comic book history. So I apologize for my ignorance on that. But uh, when it shows us, like, his cool abilities and the stuff that he can do, um, uh, just for him to be... Uh, axed like just to be killed off so early um for a kid's show that was a pretty big thing to be like hey this is how we want to introduce everyone to the series right yeah morph i have to say though the most i uh, the most annoying person to watch television with is uh, is my opinion <laughs> well no it was the every time a new person showed up on screen he uh he, he did his little trick and and uh, imitated them it's like uh, I, I would I would get like five minutes into an episode of Friends and just be like, okay, I'm done. More okay, yes, you can do a good Joey <laughs> Tribbiani, but just get, get phew, sit down and shut up. Yeah. Moving on to episode two a little bit more, I think we can both agree the best part about both of these episodes was Wolverine just straight up <laughs> sucker punching Cyclops right in the abdomen. Uh, just out of nowhere, seemingly. Cyclops! I know how you feel about it, Wolverine, but... You know nothing, little man. Well, in an era where, like, this would have been... uh, Turtles 2, Secret of the Ooze, came out, and they they weren't allowed to use their weapons at all, or I forget which show it was. I think it might have been... Iron Man, but that I heard recently that they weren't allowed to throw punches. It was it was some '90s show. To all of a sudden, just seeing that is like that. That's definitely like showing how mature or mature air quotes mature how like uh, dark the the this series is. Well, I think there's always a joke now about the uh, Marvel cinematic universe um that they always find a soulless faceless uh horde to destroy right whether it be um like age of ultron or whether it be like some aliens that are, uh like thanos were to bring in um but like the, for like the x-men series it's becoming very clear that like the Sentinels are they're the things that they can use their weapons on, right? Like, like they're they're there yeah. uh, for store for a story beat, one hundred percent. But like, one, I think one of their main points is that here you can see Wolverine chop something guilt free. You can see Cyclops decapitate something guilt free, right? Yeah. Well, back back to the Turtles, the Foot Clan was converted to like robots for the same reason. Yeah. Well, he gave uh, Cyclops. Uh, 
a car that didn't have a roof anymore in this episode, right? He cut yeah, off. He gave him a convertible. That was nice of him. A nice little present. Thought, yeah, I was say. I did. I did appreciate that when he drove away. Like it had like the uh, like show like flashback moments of the incident happening, and they had him like sitting on a cliff, being like, "I will avenge you, Morph." Right? Like that. It's such a. With it has like the guitar music in the background. It was uh, like I said, it's a little cheesy nowadays, but again. I, I thought it was a pretty uh, uh, dramatic moment to happen in uh, in this kids show. I was like, I, I don't know. I, I feel like when I was gonna, gonna watch this again, when I was gonna watch it back, I was gonna notice a lot more of the uh, cheesy silliness of it. But it was very much. It, it kept. It took itself seriously. It added silly things to it, but I felt that they weren't compromising on the integrity of who the characters are like the people who made it clearly were x-men fans who wanted to do the best they could to translate that to a show for kids hopefully uh ma and pa if they were sitting around they could uh enjoy it too yeah i think this is obviously uh i didn't like wasn't big into the comics but i i I feel like this whole series is based on the Chris Claremont run on X-Men. Would you say that's fair? You don't know much about the comic books. You know more than I do ah, I about see. about the yeah. comics. So. I, I think, yeah, in the... Uh, I can't remember if it was... It was a bit of the 70s, but definitely in the 80s, writer named Chris Claremont took over X-Men and kind of updated it. So introduced this roster of the X-Men. So Wolverine and, and, this, and Cyclops and and all of them that came from Chris Claremont and he's known for his exposition for sure his big if you look at a Chris Claremont page you'll see a lot of a lot of space for word balloons it's just he's very talky very verbose <laughs> um so i i feel like but just in terms of the costumes and everything i feel like this is based off of his his long run on the series oh we forgot to uh, uh, ask the big question is do you remember these episodes i do, do remember think, so we, like we're, we're, we've been saying we think we feel like we've seen like 25 percent of the, uh, the show so <laughs> yeah. do you feel like this is something you know you saw as a kid i know i saw it as a kid it had to be at least the second one because i remember beast getting arrep- uh, arrested i remember morph dying i remember that right Right, because I just I didn't think that was going to happen. Right, like most of the kids shows I watched at that time didn't have like that kind of like a character's gonna die moment. Right, so I kept waiting, and then like when the episode ended, and then he wasn't back, I was like, oh, like they he legit died. Right, so that was I, I remember like that. I remember that as a kid being something that um, affected me. That like when I think of the show. I think of the fact that that character died. Yeah, I I I also saw I'm ninety nine percent sure I saw both of them. At least I, I at least saw one, probably the second one. But I didn't see it in order at all in terms of like the first time I saw the character of Morph, he was just a a, a bad guy. It was later in the the series, um, and that's what I remember first. And then I remember seeing him on the team later on and and I feel like I remember being a little blown away. It's like, oh, he was an X-Man? I didn't know that. Well, you, you could tell in the later uh, 
uh, seasons and stuff that he was evil because he had visible uh, bags under his eyes, which is, as yeah. you know, is a sign of evil. I I am very evil. <laughs> I have become so evil since becoming a parent that uh, I uh, can't remember what I was going to say. Go ahead. <laughs> well, that's how tired you are as a parent that you can't even remember the, the end of a sentence. Yes, exactly. Oh yeah, I, I remember. I, I'm lots of things that are carried over on this show and that started early on. Like they uh, they definitely started planting the seeds for the love triangle between uh, Cyclops, Wolverine, and Jean mm-hmm. Grey. Yeah, for sure. You see the the animosity between uh, the two characters right now, which like I, I feel like you're you're gonna see the wedge more when you realize that it involves Gene uh, as, as the time goes on. But yeah, the animosity that's there between them. Um, I, I like the fact that like it does a good job of going an overview of like what each character uh, brings to the table. They're they're good and they're bad. Now, this, okay, let's say it's next year or so. X Men '97 is on the air. Would you be disappointed if it was a similar episode uh, to what this was? If this, if the X Men '97 started uh, the off their series with something similar to how this original X Men series started off? Yes, <laughs> for these first for this pilot episode. Yes, if if the '97 is of the same quality, uh, just animation and writing style. Uh, yeah, I'll be disappointed, and I feel like. Uh, in terms of animation in general, I'd be disappointed if uh, 97 uh, was similar to the series as a whole. I feel like they're going to... That's one aspect in which a lot has improved just in terms of digital techniques, digital processing, and I feel like the animation is going to look amazing. Uh, I'll be disappointed if, it, if it's the same as the the whole series. But writing-wise, yeah, I'll be a little bit disappointed because obviously they're going to get things worked out. Uh, even in just the next episode, it's already more improved. But like I said, I really enjoyed it. So if it's similar, I, I wouldn't be disappointed. Well, if it's a continuation, right, you have to imagine the the audience for X-Men 97 is kids are going to watch it, but it's going to be a lot of the parents coming back to see it too. I, I don't think they necessarily need to rehash all the grounds. This one was like it was for like for me. It introduced me to these characters. I knew nothing about X Men, but now in the 2022-2023 world, the, there's been how many X Men movies and adaptations and stuff like that. I don't think that you'd be hard pressed to find a child and be like, "Hey, do you know who Wolverine is?" And they'd be like, "Oh, I have no clue what that character is about." Right. Yeah, that's a good point. When I did watch this. It made me really interested to continue watching it, right? It was like, I wasn't sure exactly how I was going to feel at the end of it, but it was uh, it's like, do you want to play next episode? And I was like, yeah, like, I, I really do want to. I didn't because I waited a little bit, but I did want to just jump into the next episode. Yeah. No, same here. I, I, I very willingly came in and watched the, the next one, whereas it, it wasn't like... Uh... Well, this is a new job I've given myself to do. It was definitely I was <laughs> looking forward to watching the next one, especially since when I saw it was Magneto was the villain, which is one of the best on-screen villains that you can get. 
not not going to go into too much detail because I have since written notes and watched the next episode. But yeah, the Magneto uh, is the the baddie is much better than what this currently is because right now, uh, just what's established in these episodes, like the baddie is like the sinister U.S. government who hides in the shadows. Yeah, yeah, with the the big sentinels, which by the end of this. Uh, story arc, I, I guess we're to assume that the Sentinels have been completely dispatched and to assume that they'll never be back again. Or will they? Yeah, they will be. <laughs> Listener, they will be. You must like to play cards. I like solitaire, okay? Unless I got someone to play with. So, I guess the, the question is... Uh, Watching the first episodes back, episode one and two, the night and night of the Sentinels one and two, is it uh, repeatable? Ah, yes. Uh, let's, let's keep it on brand. Ah, uh, yes, it's repeatable, especially knowing what comes later. If it was just this, I'd say if it was this quality, I think it might be a little bit more of a less likely to want to repeat, but. Uh, Oh man, I'm just sorry. I'm watching it through now. I just I remember like Cyclops is just blasting through these Sentinels. They got they got <laughs> they got to fix that for later on. Like just anytime Cyclops interacts with the Sentinel, it's just like they're like no problem whatsoever for him. So except for the that. one fight they have, and then then they're a problem for him. But other than that, <laughs> yeah, it's just like they're blasting their heads off and. Uh, one shows up, he blasts his arm, and the sentence like, oh, gotta go home and get fixed, and then flies off. He's like, what was your point of being here? Aside from having the X-Men follow you back to the lair. Um, yeah, <laughs> I have a so, feeling this... Uh, sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna get back on task. Don't let me stop you from uh, continuing the rant. No, all I, all, all I was gonna say, since we're just continuing to go off track, is uh, I didn't realize how important of a role Wolverine's nose was gonna be throughout this series. But most that's essentially his spidey sense is that he can smell so much <laughs> with his he, nose. So what is that? He can smell laser beams? Is that yeah, what he, I... <laughs> he can smell laser beams. He can smell the gun oil on the other side. Hold it. Electronic beams. You can detect the infrared spectrum. I can smell them. Well, one thing I forgot to mention real quick is... Uh, did you know, so uh, anyone listening to this, we're, we're a couple of Canadian boys, and uh, did you know that the uh, voice agency they went with is based in Toronto? So all of the voices you hear are from Canadians. I did not know that. And I recognize, uh, I remember even at the time, I recognized uh, uh, Xavier's voice from Road to Avonlea, the father in that show, which is... Uh, <laughs> A Canadian show based off of the Anne of Green Gables series. No, I, I did not know that. I, I was yeah. uh, it's good. It's good to know though. And obviously oh, and Wolf. the uh, who who is it? Who is it? Gambit. Gambit is played by the son from remember uh, the Legend of the Kung Fu. Or okay, yeah. That he's the the son that played Gambit. Or yeah, he the voice of Gambit. Oh. I th- he probably had a mullet. I don't know. <laughs> That's all my, for my fun facts. <laughs> and that is the fun facts. We have a little song intro for that. Um, no, I guess I guess we're just uh, 
so something along the lines of uh, just tune in next week. We're going to watch uh, the next episode. It's Enter Magneto, is it not? Yes, correct. Enter Magneto. So we finally, not, not even finally, it's been two episodes. But yeah, we, <laughs> we, we have a, a main antagonist who is also a mutant. If uh, anybody listening wants to watch that show and catch up, and we will look forward to talking about that next week. To be continued, I guess. <laughs> can we end it like job of ending this? Okay. Can, can, can we end it like that? As you go, to Just, be continued. To be continued. And well, yes. I, 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 I guess. I like then, the sputtering ending. This is good. Yes. I like it. Good content. <laughs> Thank you for listening to a Repeatable Podcast. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can send us an email at repeatablepod at gmail.com.